The Danes are also pretty fond of it. After World War I, however, Iceland gained independence from Denmark, freeing up its currency and thereby crippling its spending power. The Great Depression followed, with fish, Iceland's main export, falling victim to global market collapse. To counter this blow to the local economy, imports were restricted, especially in fields where Icelandic alternatives were available. The import of meat, dairy products, eggs, baked foods, candy, and many other things was prohibited, says Icelandic writer and historian Nana Ragen Valdudatir. There was a short period in the 1930s where you could only get apples and oranges if you had a doctor's prescription for them. When I was growing up in the 1960s, they were mostly a Christmas treat. The Second World War brought American soldiers to Iceland, and with them, opportunities to sidestep these restrictions. The Yanks came bearing snacks, providing reprieve from the local fare. But as soon as the war ended, Iceland fell into a deep deficit and immediately doubled down on the restriction of foreign foods again. Fish exports were recovering from their slump, but a nervous Icelandic government limited what foreign funds brought in by these exports could be used for. Candy wasn't one of those luxuries, but sugar was, so Icelandic candy factories flourished. It looked like trade restrictions might finally let up in 1970 when Iceland joined the European Free Trade Association, a trade bloc established for European countries unable to join the European economic community. For a brief, sweet moment, Icelandic kids were free to develop a taste for Hershey rather than Lakritz, until the red candy scare came along. In 1971, Russian researchers at the Moscow Institute of Nutrition published a study claiming that red dye number two, in everything from makeup to sausage casings to, you guessed it, candy, posed a carcinogenic risk. Their research was immediately debunked for shoddy methodology, but attempts to recreate the findings in the U.S. produced inconclusive results, prompting a widespread panic. The Food and Drug Administration came under frenzied consumer pressure and removed the dye from its list of safe products, effectively banning it. Despite never having used the suspicious dye, Mars ceased all production of red M&Ms and Skittles. That's how freaked out people were. And in the midst of all this confusion, Iceland sent foreign candies packing once more. This time, the ban was on Mars products and lasted until 1998. Isolated once again, Icelanders figured out ways to smuggle in M&Ms and Skittles. The country's largest supermarket chain once incurred a fine for selling 20,000 bags of M&Ms illegally. But aside from the occasional protest treat, this ban left Icelanders with another 22 years to cultivate their necessity-based love of all things licorice. It's been 20 years since the Mars ban was lifted, long enough for a generation of kids to grow up with a wide variety of international candy options. But with Icelandic candy manufacturers still cranking out licorice bars en masse, we can only assume demand has remained high. So are Icelandic children perhaps just born with a genetic predisposition to the mysterious confection? According to one Icelandic salt harvester, the country's people relied on salt for centuries to spice up lackluster food, leading to a compulsive sodium predilection. Others speculate that Icelanders' preference for strong flavors trickled down from their Viking forebears, who subsisted on pungent fare like pickled sheep's heads and whale blubber. There could be truth to both of these ideas. Without grains or produce, Icelanders relied heavily on cured, fermented, or dried protein to last the year. Meat soaked for months in whey brine would definitely teach you to like strong flavors, fast. But then, to what do we owe the current state of things, in which Icelanders of all ages are consuming sweets at higher rates than ever before? Maybe these trends aren't mutually exclusive. 
After several lifetimes of stinky fish, brackish whale meat, and an austerity foisted upon them by government and climate, it's no wonder Icelanders are hitting the sweets hard now. Given their ingrained taste for brine and a newfound insatiable sugar craving, the sweet and salty combination found in salty licorice and chocolate-covered licorice seems like the most natural progression.